the EDP. Weird Norfolk with Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair. So we, we, we're really lucky because whenever we decide to come out and do a sort of a, an outside one, we always get glorious weather. This we is brilliant, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's never... Did it rain once, but only a tiny bit? And we were in the cloisters, yeah, I think, so when it, it wasn't rained. it was even too bad, and then it stopped. And we saw a cat and a dog. We are the Mother Gabbly of, uh, <laughs> of podcasts, <laughs> although she made bad weather. The anti-Mother Gabbly of podcasts, <laughs> aren't we? She stirred eggs and made a storm. We just come out and, uh, and it, the, the sun shines. Yeah. Oh. Probably so the, you, the second hottest day of the year, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But anyway, we're, if we're you, quite if happy with that. If you'd like to hire us for your events to... Uh, podcast to guarantee at the that. back of your wedding <laughs> then we can do that <laughs> so we're, we're actually out we're in chapelfield gardens which is where better place to be really on a day so like this of a dining room or the chapelfield gardens scene yeah. of my misspent youth this. enough of that for now <laughs> <laughs> now yesterday um for, for the sense of this recording yesterday was a bank holiday i spent the day in great yarmouth if only I'd known. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not pop up? I didn't know, no. I was on the beach, which was very nice, but if I'd gone a bit further, I could have gone to a caravan park and been spooked. Is that right? Yeah, so it's... At, um, I've already forgotten the name of the place. It was the seashore, but it's now the, ha- the Haven Caravan Park, the huge one on, at the end at North Deans. And um, our story is concerning the 70s, isn't it? Yeah, so it was 1971, June 1971, and Caravan B77 <gasps> was said to be haunted. And it actually made national news, it made the sun. Did it? So it must be true. Mm, must be true. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? I mean, when you say it was haunted. So this is, I've got a clipping from the EDP from June 1971. And it's the headline is Haunted Gar- Caravan Family Rehoused. And then it goes on to say, Eight-year-old Angela Dunford should be on holiday with her parents. But Angela has been so terrified by mystery midnight hauntings in a holiday caravan that on Thursday she was being looked after by her grandfather 120 miles away. So basically, during the night, the family had been terrorised. Um, one of them he was asleep in his bunk and he was poked in the side by an unseen hand so the troubling caravan b77 of seashore camp yarmouth has led to angela's 31 year old mother being found whimpering and hysterical by a night watchman outside the van there were so that it was a family i think a family of five it was reg who was 34 who was the dad a farm worker juliana 31 mum gibbering outside caravan mum um, three children including Angela and rather bizarrely Reg's brother David yeah, so, yeah. and he was the one who was up. prodded in the he side he was prodded yeah. um, no real um, idea of the age of those children is there have you got it or no, not no I couldn't find out I did like look into the family to see if there was any but, we were wondering yeah. if there was one of those pesky teens who, mm. was, who was bringing it with them but then again later on it turns out that well, don't spoil it alright <laughs> don't give the end away halfway through it turns no, out and that's well. sorted yeah <laughs> I'm not feeling well I can't keep up um, but this is a rib, rib prodding ghost that seems to be all in the beginning that it does yeah and it was quite an, they had quite an extreme reaction to it because in the middle of the night they drove all the way back to Kim, Kim Bolton yeah. 
Kimbolton, which mm. is like a two and a half hour drive away mm. to stay with the, their grandparents. And then they drove all the way back to Yarmouth the next That's day. That's the bit I find quite kind of pioneering why, why? that these kind of, you know, they kind of drive home in the middle of the night, terrified out of their wits, you know, haunted van. And then the next day they think, well, hang on, we have paid for that van. But that's it. <laughs> that, that's the 70s for you, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah. isn't it? I've paid for this. Well, we're paid, gonna, yeah. and, and I don't care if it's haunted. We're going back. Well, it just seems like a really extreme. Like, why drive? All, why not just like knock on the door of the thing and say, "Can you put us up in another caravan for the night?" Or Which later they did immediately. Yeah. It just seems a bit. Yeah, extreme. it does. It does seem a bit extreme, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it does make me laugh that they came back and that you know it was kind of obviously a discussion was had. You yeah. can imagine, and they said to the kids, "Well, okay, come on, we're going to go back. It's lovely. It's a lovely place." And um, it was only Angela, the eight-year-old, yeah, who kind of said, I don't think so. Yeah. So Angela's the clever one. Yeah, so they went back and the same thing happened. Um, it says, the whole caravan went cold and anyone who went near the bunk was prodded in the ribs. Even Sally, our retriever dog, refused to enter the caravan. I used to have a caravan. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I know you did. Uh, uh, we, uh, um, was it... Waxen. Caravan B77. It, it wasn't Caravan B77. It, it was, was a static van. It was, well, no, it moved, but it didn't move on the road. It only moved from um, a, a, levitate, kind of, a car park <laughs> to its pitch. And it was, we called it the Turdis because it was 70s <laughs> and lots of shades of brown. I owned it with the people who owned the Unthank Arms. We, we had a touring caravan, and I remember I always used to, because I got a brother, I always used to have to sleep in the top bunk. And, and it, was like, it was like a stretcher. It was like two poles and it had this sort of canvas that went between it. And I was just nodding off one night and there was this ripping sound. Oh, nice. And within seconds, I was on top of my brother. I just <laughs> dropped straight <laughs> through it. It oh was the most bizarre sound. I oh. can still hear the sound. It's really yeah, weird. they really are. I mean, actually, to be fair, the double bed in mine was quite comfortable, but anyone else would have been, you know, in, ag- in agony. I mean, yeah. really tiny. But I do, I really like caravans. Not that I ever stayed in it. I used to use it as a kind of posh Victorian bathing hut. And they are a bit like TARDISes because when you when you go into one, they look quite small and you think, oh, God, I could never live in here. But after a night in those, they're palatial, aren't they? They yeah. suddenly grow, don't they, yeah. inside? Yeah. You've got your little toilet and your little cupboard. and Yeah, I like them. I, like, I, I enjoyed having it. I, I gave it up last year because I realised I hadn't actually been to it for two years. <laughs> I don't like it that much. But um, it was a sad day to say goodbye to the TARDIS which I think is making another family very happy either that I've left my spirit there and it's haunting them and they're having lots of restless nights. <laughs> now, the, the next part of this story is, is the bit that, that amused me in a certain way. There's that once they told the guy that this thing was haunted, what did he do with the caravan? He sent it to Holland. Yes! <laughs> well, that's it. It says here yes. that nobody else will stay in B77 and the caravan shall be exported to Holland, <laughs> where many of our vans are sent. Maybe all our haunted vans <laughs> yeah. go to Holland. Yeah, I just, I just got this sort of a Basil Fawlty type thing going. If you don't behave, I'm sending send you to you Holland. You can always manage them, kind of putting some stamps on it, can't you? And but pushing it out towards the sea, <laughs> and just going off you go. But it does look like that he might not have done that. I, what are you suggesting? <laughs> it was in uh, 1977. There was another incident at the park in the same area in a caravan that had the same number. Yes. So, he probably didn't send it away, or either he didn't send he did send it away, and that plot is haunted, so it might still be haunted. Yeah, that's what I took from that. Yeah. Because I thought if I was him, I would have just renumbered the caravan and swapped them. That would yeah. be what I would have done. I'd have said I was going to yeah. send it home. I mean, obviously that would be wrong, and I'm not. Well, that would the pets go to the, yes, the farm. Yes, exactly. Or, yeah, right, go yeah. go for a day trip. But there yeah. is something in the in the. Uh, 
encounter that makes you think he might have come back from Holland because it says this time they could hear eerie voices speaking in a foreign language underneath the caravan. So maybe it went to Holland back. and it came back and brought something back with it. Speaking. It doesn't say what language they were the speaking. The aroma of Edam. <laughs> the sound of clogs. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, there, are, there are other explanations for the foreign voices. Oh, yeah. I can't, well, oh, no, not really, oh. but I did kind of, I did have a look, and um, yeah, there's so in '77, same thing happens, same number, um, rudely awoken in the night, eerie voices. One looked under with a flashlight, nothing there, no clogs, no edam, nothing. Um, the park owner then saw the publicity, having already got it into the sun. And offered so people the, the chance. So this was 1971. So that was way so before he didn't the send seven, it to Holland, no, then, so did he? Blatantly didn't. He blatantly didn't. So, so fifth of it was in the EDP on the fifth of June, and then on the eighth of June, 1971, it was in the paper again, and it says free lodging offered in haunted caravan. So basically, he's caught on to the publicity, and um, it says a Yarmouth caravan camp is offering a free night's lodging to anyone who wants to stay in a haunted caravan. The offer comes after a family of six asked to be moved to another caravan, saying they'd been prodded by something in the middle of the night. So Mr Bob Whitworth, managing director of the Seashore Caravan Camp, said, This apparition, or whatever it is, seems to have mystified so many people that I'm receiving letter and telephone calls from ghost hunters who want to spend a night in the van. Anyone who wants to sleep by the sea in a haunted caravan is perfectly welcome to do so as far as I'm concerned. I'm certainly not going to charge them any money to be scared out of their wits. I'm, I'm saying that that is not a good advertising kind of catch line, is it? You know, I won't charge you for being scared out of your wits or anyone who wants to stay can. Yeah. You know. So some people did, didn't they? Yeah, so it's that the verdict of the first ghost hunter who stayed in the caravan at the weekend was there is certainly an apparition present near one of the bunks, but there is no evidence why it should be in this particular van. And then are the poster boys for um, scientific investigation turn up? Yeah. So they didn't actually publish their BSIG. findings until winter 1982, and it was in Lantern number 40. So who are they? The BCS, BSIG. 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 The, the British Borderline, Borderline Science... <laughs> Borderline Science Investigation Group, who were based in Lowestoft, um, they went out to investigate it. And it was actually, they were actually very thorough. I, I like their investigation technique because they're not... often find much, do they? No, but you never do. Like, I've been on ghost hunts and things and you never find anything. Ghosts are probably too but clever like, to turn up for a proper Like, ghost adventures and most haunted make it seem like something happens all the time. But mm. in reality, nothing ever happens. <laughs> Mm. They, should have bought, they should have bought Reg and Dave back, the Dunfords, because yeah, they, they were the ones been. who got the prodding. Yeah. So, but it does sound a couple of bits happened. Um, they set up all their equipment. This was interesting. One of the women interviewed claimed at first that she was Mrs. Dunford, although this was known by the investigators to be false. She later admitted that this was untrue, but maintained that she had been there at the time of the incidents and informed the investigators that none of them would come out of the caravan alive the next morning. Blimey. Have and we heard then, from them since? Yeah. Oh. Then they did. <laughs> then they sure, did. You know. yeah. And then it says this woman was seen to creep across the van and to thump its underside with a long-handled broom. So she was obviously having a little bit of uh, some shenanigans. Um, they did take a dog 
into the caravan before they kind of were in lockdown to use ghost adventures terms. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't you watch you watch ghost adventures? <clears throat> I do. It's just, you know, it's nice to hear the lingo. <laughs> Out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder which one is like the equivalent of Zach Bagans. The dog. <laughs> so the dog goes. This dog goes in. The dog goes in, and it says, apart from becoming somewhat overexcited by all the I attention. Said the dog said that. No. Going to say. It behaved. Its behaviour was completely normal. Oh. So the dog was happy. Boring. I know. It's like but a it's sniffer like dog for yeah. ghosts, is it? Is that what they have? Yeah. Yeah. And That's then um, lockdown had commenced. <laughs> Oh, you what they did do, clever, which I'll try and put on my... A lock at that point. Or, or port um, call yeah. slamming. Slam. Um, so I actually found this piece after we published the original story, and in the lantern, they've got they've actually drawn a map of the... Oh, wow. Which I will put online, or I'll send a link to the lantern so everyone can look themselves. Um, but it's actually got all the layout, which is really cool. The haunted bunk. The haunted bunk. <laughs> You're a haunted bunk. You're a haunted damn. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, so that anyway, I thought that was really cool. Um, but so at 10.40pm, an investigator in Area 1 said he felt at the time as if someone had moved his foot. Oh. This happened only once. And then, area 1, I love it. Yeah. It's and a then, caravan. I know. <laughs> this has been divided up into areas. I think Area 1 is the... Oh, no, Area 1, so that's like the main area. The table. <laughs> Near the table. <laughs> is there an Area right. 52 in this no, caravan? No, exactly. <laughs> um, that's in the toilet, as I recall. Um, then it says, at around 11.33, which is quite precise for around. an around... All of the investigators in the caravan commented on how the atmosphere in the caravan seemed to have changed, with everyone feeling somewhat colder than earlier and also depressed. (laughs) At the same time, two investigators complained of headaches. Shortly after this, the vibration detector registered a movement in the caravan which lasted approximately 56 seconds, although nothing appeared to be moving at the time. Was was anyone in Area 52 at that point? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This was followed closely by a soft but clearly audible thump in the region of the drop-down bed marked A on the plan. Is that haunted? Again, no one had moved. Oh, that was... No, that was here. That's a different... That's not the haunted bunk. No, that's not the haunted bunk. That's actually quite far. There's actually quite a lot of, like, bed space, really, wasn't there? Yeah, I guess it would be quite a big one if it was on that side. Yeah, it must have been, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was all interesting. They did loads of temperature checks, which I'm going to skip. Yeah. Because there's lots of them. And then in the evaluation at the end, um, or not quite the end, at the evaluation it says, from 9.30pm onwards, the investigators in the area around the haunted bunk noticed that it was definitely colder there than anywhere else in the caravan. A fact that there was that was substantiated by thermometer readings so obviously fact fact. that is fact factual actual fact because before that when you said that they were just depressed and cold in the caravan i was kind of thinking that this is just a caravan yeah 70s bank holiday weekends everybody was depressed and cold (laughs) everybody was cold and depressed and there probably was movement people trying to get to the door to get out Um, leave but the evaluation so this is where is there anything you want to talk about about before i give away the ending now because I don't know what the ending is. Do you not know what the ending is? No. I mean, I've got some bits about the North Deans. Okay. 
And I can also well, tell you a fact that me, there's a, tell me there's a band called Ghost Caravan, which tell ruined lots of my research. Tell me about what you know, because I, this will ruin end it. it. <laughs> ruin it. <laughs> this will ruin it. Right. <laughs> so um, tell me anything you want me way to, to build up. A <laughs> yeah. So I'm about to tell you all my research that I've done about why this area could be haunted, and then she was going to ruin it. So we can all look forward to that. Uh, in my research, I found out, this is new, that did you know that phantom vehicles is an insurance term? Is it for people who say they've got vehicles when they haven't? No, that was a good oh. one though. It's um, a vehicle which causes a traffic accident without physical contact. Ooh. Yes, that's a phantom vehicle. It's also a ghostly vehicle often operated by a headless spectre, but I don't think that's an insurance term. Um, I've looked into other haunted vehicles, the St. Louis Ghost Train, James Dean's car, the Porsche 550, Ooh. ghost planes in Derbyshire, Blickling of course, the famous coach with Anne Boleyn's ghost riding up to the, the hall in a coach drawn by a headless horseman with her own head on her lap but no one's looking where they're going there um, and Sir Thomas who has to cross the 12 bridges on his ghostly um, in practical caravans threads there are quite a few <laughs> haunted caravans oh, yes but so people are quite attached to them, aren't they? They are quite attached. So, yeah, I've noticed things have moved in the night, such as the TV has moved from the chest of drawers to the floor. I can tell you that that thread was met with, I can only say, derision by other caravanners who yeah. said, are you sure you're not drunk? Are you sure you're not on a hill? It went on. Nobody oh. at any point gave them any credence. Um, in like no that. 1973 in Bramsgate, mum and three kids, uh, the person who was writing was 14, Poltergeist Claxon, um, her sister screamed in the night saying something had scared her. Um, this girl heard a manly laugh and um, mum the next day took the three kids home and when they got there admitted that on the first night she'd woken up to see an old man in a sou'wester dripping at the bottom of the bed. I know. Wow. Which could have just been, as they went near the sea, it could have just been somebody who just came in to the wrong caravan. It's also really scary, though, it is that really someone scary. could just come into yeah. your caravan. Yeah, any but, of those. But go. when you're in tents and caravans and things... Voices travel, don't they? Yeah. You can hear what other people are doing. Yeah, and you can. I mean, it's something. I mean, they are they are basically just tin cans. Yeah. I mean, mine things would fall. I wouldn't have thought it was a ghost. I would have just assumed that it was a badly constructed shelf. But even if people are walking about in the next caravan, you can hear yeah. them, the thudding of yeah. them walking. Yeah, they're not you? particularly um, soundproof, are they? And, and I just looked into North Dean's, um, which was where witches were executed. Oh, was it really? Yeah, in... Oh, I in <sighs> <clears throat> yes, so we've got a few... One up to station. One up. Yeah, that's right. Um, we've got, well, she's about to say that <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is yeah, nonsense, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. So William, this is not a witch, William Payne, infamous pirate um, of the 1700s. He was tried and executed in London. His body was brought to Great Yarmouth by wagon, supposedly in a box marked glass with care, and was then hung on chains mm. on a 40-foot-high gibbet on North Deans until 1804. Um, in 1467, 14 people were hanged at the same time in Gallows on the beach in North Deans. Um, the Gallows house in North Deans was removed in 1751. Um, I went mean, to lots, Holland, did it? Went to Holland. <laughs> I feel like we need to do some more stuff on North Deans. Yeah, it is, this is all of it. Yeah. So I, I struggled a bit, okay. but I knew I'd, I'd heard, I remember reading about the Gallows house. And, and also another one, which is possibly my the foreign accents um german prisoner of wars Re german prisoner of war yeah that's right yeah. isn't it 
were used to dismantle defences on North Deans. So they did the uh, mine clearing by hand um, and they also cleared the barbed wire and the barricades. Um, several of them were killed and two children were killed um, in the same place in the week that Germany surrendered and three British soldiers died laying the mines in 1939. And that's all in that area. So, and my, other, and my only other note is that my son claims he is haunted by the number 47. Mm. Right. Explain. So every time he looks at, because I was looking at whether or not a number could be haunted. Oh, okay. So if it was a different caravan, the caravan was 77. yeah, B77. This is 47, so it's 30 off. I couldn't get any closer. <laughs> um, so I was looking into whether or not numbers can haunt people. And apparently, this is a thing that you will have a number that will follow you. So there's a really famous one about a chap who did a a whole kind of almost lifetime study of the number 258. Everywhere he went, that number followed him so if he got a lottery ticket 258 if he stayed in a hotel room 258 if he looked at the time 258 it went on and on and then it turned out that he died on the the, the I don't know the so 5th really the 28th of the 5th so Cole's number my son is his is 47 he's been saying it for ages and the other day he did it he kind of said um and there's no clocks in our in our in our kitchen and he said um he said, I'm mum's time. And I said, um, oh, it's... Uh, and I looked and he, was, and he was like, what time is it? And I went, eh, nothing. <laughs> and it was 2.47. And uh, he was like, oh, my God, there again. But, yeah, 47 follows him. So, yeah, so that's what I looked at. So now I've disproved everything I've said, make it but bad and wrong. Just, just before, before, before the climax of the yeah. programme, yes. you know, that's a bit of a... Is that that whole numbers thing following you? Is that a bit of a Yuri Geller, Bent Spoon, Stop Clocks thing that... You don't notice something until you notice it. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine so. I mean, I did say to him, this will just be coincidence because I like to ruin everyone's party. Uh, and I'm sure that once you, you alight upon a number, then... And mine's 44. Right. But um, once you alight upon a number... Would you? Well. Oh, my God. That yeah. is, oh, that is scary. That's weird. That is weird. That's weird. We used to live at number 44 in Runcorn. Yeah, I lived in 44s, and just 44 has always yeah. been... Wow, okay, there we go. Well, we could There's try a bit more to it now, isn't we there? We could try this now, because yeah. we could say that we're going to stop people's clocks. So if mm. when you're listening to this, have a look now, and, and if, if any of your clocks have stopped, let us know, and let us know what time they stopped. Or 17, I suppose, if it's B77, because that would be 60 plus yeah. 70, 70, yeah. That'd be good. I'm you making it difficult. I just did maths, just to show off. So <laughs> we've had a really good, interesting discussion. Yeah. She for spoil it now. Okay, yeah. So well then. actually it's not me that's spoiling it, but it's actually really logical. So mm. this is why I like the the borderline logic. science investigation group because they're very logical. Yeah. They're the sort of people I would like to go ghost hunting with and find nothing. And find nothing. Doesn't say much to me and you, does it? Sorry, <laughs> that station. Um, you go with them then, yeah. fine, off you yeah, go. Yeah, we'll just go and find number 44. So it basically says um, before continuing, two points should be mentioned. Um Point one, from the start of the investigation, all the windows and the door had been kept firmly closed, which, as as the night wore on, caused all the investigators to notice that the caravan was becoming more and more humid and stuffy. Point two, which is the the deal-breaker. During the night, a slight leak of gas was discovered coming from the butane light, which would have caused carbon monoxide poisoning, which will have caused headaches and feeling funny and I put it to you that this did not happen until they had been staying in the caravan for five to six days 
Well, the thing is, so on, on the investigation, some of the investigators were suffering from headaches and feeling dizzy and um, shortness of breath, and dif- which is... But were they prodding the ribs by a spectral force? This is, to be fair, where it... No. They but their symptoms... Were similar. Were similar. Well, maybe the ghost was warning the people in the caravan... That is true. ...that they were being... That and they, if they were being stayed in there any like longer, and the one that picked it up is, of course, the child because children pick this stuff up better that than is adults. Really true. So it's still there, Richard. No, still I didn't there. ruin it. Didn't ruin it. We've now disproved them. We're not saying they're not. That is true. No, but yeah, so the ghost could have been warning the so family. Actually, a, a friendly force, not so a, it's not been completely not, misrepresented yeah, in the in the media. Absolutely. So this is a ghost working for good quite nice yeah i, I think the story needs to be rewritten i do i it? might rewrite it and say yeah. the ghost that saved a family yeah because it, yeah and then we time, sent it to holland to kill saved. some of them instead <laughs> but they did find out about the butane light leaking so they will have fixed it yeah so it'll be fine now so it'll be fine now okay but that is really interesting maybe the ghost yeah. was trying to get them out it's just a it really used. odd it's an odd thing isn't it that it, it's prodding and it's not kind of you know, there's not an apparition, there's not a kind of dripping sou'wester form. Mm. It is just someone kind of going... Uh, and, yeah. and when do you prod people when you want to get their attention, don't yeah. you, about something? So I'm kind of wondering if... It'd be interesting to know where that light was, whether or not it was above that. Uh, shall I see if it's... If it's is it on there? Is it Area 52? <laughs> and also, yeah. is there a map of where the caravan was on the park? And no, is there still caravan... I did look to see if so I... Hard. I did look really I'm hard... Not, I doubt whether the, the, the same caravans are there now. No, if but it's I, all did look years, for, like, I did look for plans from the 70s to see if I could find where it was. We did a bit but... of a naughty headline on this, didn't we? Yeah. Can you spot the yeah, haunted caravan? That we did put that bit, but we didn't know where <laughs> no. it was. But we did so find you... an aerial view from the time, didn't yeah. we? Which is really cool. <laughs> but we couldn't, obviously, with no And again, when, when you look at that aerial view, I mean, they were packed together. There were so many caravans. I mean, you would hear the next caravan. Wasn't it something ridiculous like, I want to say 4,000? Yeah, there was no... Uh, I mean, it was the Las Vegas of, of the East Coast, wasn't it? Um, it really was a place, you know, you kind of think now... I mean, Haven is still popular um, these days. <clears throat> it really was a huge boom industry. It was. I've just written about entertainment in the 1970s and these seaside holidays, everybody took them. You know. Just to go back, it does say that they that the brother who was being prodded did have difficulty breathing as well, which is a butane. That's really that's easy, mon- though, isn't monoxide. it? To turn that to a ghost that's making that happen. Yeah. And in fact, it, it did exactly so what it... he was suffering symptoms of carbon monoxide poisoning and the, the ghost was, like, trying to get him up. Which, and it worked. Yeah. They left. And then when they came back, it did it again. So it might be that yeah. that light wasn't broken until five to six days in. Yeah. There we go, we solved it solved. again. Really interesting. Oh, yeah. I'm glad Just I didn't ruin it. Ghosts working for the good of holidaymakers in Yarmouth. So not only do you get a great holiday in Yarmouth, because it's like golden you sands, you get protected by the spiritual world. So I would say that the motto from this is go to Yarmouth. Yeah, which we would say that anyway. I would say that always. Yeah. It's, Yarmouth is brilliant for us, isn't it? Yeah. It's like a, an absolute hot spot of odd and weird, isn't it? We are planning a day trip. A weird day trip. We'll let you know. You I'm just letting come. you have the last line. You're not, are you? No, I am. She's not. I was See? being quiet. And now, look, you can't, can you?
Weird Norfolk, produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.